It's November 17th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. According to Politico Europe, a missile that crossed into Poland on Tuesday and killed two people likely came from Ukrainian air defenses trying to knock down a barrage of Russian rockets. The Polish government and NATO's chief said yesterday. The Prime Minister of Poland said that means Poland may not need to invoke Article 4 of the North Atlantic Treaty, which convenes NATO members to discuss whether a country's political independence or security is threatened. Ukraine's allies aren't blaming Kyiv for the incident, noting the country was trying to defend itself. Quote, let me be clear, this is not Ukraine's fault. Russia bears ultimate responsibility, Jens Stoltenberg said. The Moscow Times, a liberal Russian newspaper, is reporting the UN-backed agreement allowing Ukrainian grain exports safe passage through the Black Sea will be extended by 120 days, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said yesterday. The first deal allowed Ukraine, one of the world's top grain producers, to export 10.2 million tons of grain blocked by Russia's invasion. The second deal was on the export of Russian food and fertilizers despite Western sanctions imposed on Moscow following its invasion. Moscow has complained that a second deal exempting Russian fertilizers from sanctions was not being honored and briefly pulled out of the agreement in October. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Alexander Pankin said Thursday that Moscow had signaled that its intention was not to axe the deal, but stress the package nature of the dual agreements, according to state media. The AP is reporting that North Korea launched a short-range ballistic missile towards its eastern waters, hours after the North threatened to launch fiercer military responses to the U.S., bolstering its security commitment to its allies, South Korea and Japan. Earlier this morning, North Korean Foreign Minister Cho Sun-hui warned that a recent U.S.-South Korea-Japan summit accord on the North would leave tensions on the Korean Peninsula more unpredictable. It was North Korea's first ballistic missile firing in eight days and the latest in its barrage of tests in recent months. Elsewhere, according to the BBC, Myanmar's military is to release 6,000 prisoners, including a former UK ambassador, a Japanese filmmaker, and an Australian advisor to the country's ousted civilian leader. Ex-diplomat Vicky Bowman and Toru Kubota were jailed earlier this year, while Sean Turnell was detained shortly after the 2021 coup. The military junta said the pardons were to mark Myanmar National Day. The military has arrested more than 16,000 people since seizing power. Miss Bowman served as the UK's envoy to Myanmar between 2002 and 2006 and was running the Yangon-based Myanmar Center for Responsible Business at the time of her arrest. The military in Myanmar has been accused of widespread human rights violations since seizing power. According to the monitoring group Systems Association for Political Prisoners, more than 2,400 people have been killed by the military since the coup. 
An Istanbul court has sentenced a televangelist who surrounded himself with scantily clad women he called kittens to 8,658 years in prison, Turkish local media said. Al Jazeera reports that Adnan Oktar, who has been described as a cult leader, led television programs surrounded by women as he preached creationism and conservative values. The 66-year-old and hundreds of his followers were arrested in 2018 after a police raid on his villa revealed he ran a criminal ring under the guise of a heterodox Islamic cult which carried out international anti-evolution campaigns through various publishing houses and media outlets. In January 2021, Oktar was convicted of 10 separate charges, including leading a criminal gang, engaging in political and military espionage, sex abuse of minors, rape, blackmail, and causing torment. Oktar was sentenced at the time to 1,075 years, but an upper court overturned that ruling, calling for a retrial. According to Deutsche Welle, the European Commission announced a program worth 1 billion euros to help fund climate change adaptation and resilience in Africa. A part of the EU-Africa Global Gateway Investment Package, the program aims to improve cooperation between the EU and the African Union. It will bring together existing and new climate change adaptation programs, according to a European Commission press release. The EU said the four pillars of the project would be improving early warning systems, developing and implementing climate risk finance and insurance systems, improving public sector readiness and international funding of climate adaptation projects, and more funding for data-driven risk assessment projects designed to improve responses. The Guardian reports that Xi Jinping has angrily rebuked Justin Trudeau after Canadian officials shared details of a previous meeting, highlighting the frosty relationship between the two leaders. In a clip recorded by the media pool at the G20 summit in Indonesia, a visibly frustrated G pulls the Canadian Prime Minister aside and said it was not appropriate for details about the previous conversation between the two leaders to have been shared with media suggesting Trudeau lacked sincerity in his approach. Quote, everything we discuss has been leaked to the paper. That's not appropriate, Xi said to Trudeau through a translator. And that's not the way the conversation was conducted, he added. Speaking to reporters after the tense interaction, Trudeau said not every conversation with Chinese leadership was going to be easy but added that Canada needed to be able to engage constructively and directly while at the same time be there to challenge on human rights and values that matter to Canadians. In lighter news from the AP, the election to fill a city council seat in a Michigan town was settled by drawing two pieces of paper from a bowl days after a 616-616 to tie. The new council member in Rogers City? Tamin Adair, whose paper said, elected. Brittany Vanderwall's paper said not elected. There were hugs by the pair Monday and no hard feelings, the Alpina News reported. I told people either way, Rogers City wins, Vanderwall said before the drawing. 
Adair said the election day tie meant the northern Michigan town, population 2,800, should be satisfied with both candidates. The people have spoken and they said, uh, either one, Adair said. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Catherine Groth, a research analyst for the Middle East and North Africa for Freedom House, about the human rights issues in Qatar heading into the World Cup. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.